From True Africa, I'm Claude Winitsky, and this is Limitless. This week, we're talking LGBT rights and African values. LGBTQIA plus people's rights are already part of African values. The penalization of homosexuality came with colonization and religions which were imported. On the general note, I feel like the legislation has really led to an extreme violence against us. Welcome to Limitless, the podcast that asks the questions that matter for Africa. We're looking for African solutions to African problems. In each episode, we're asking three guests one question that matters to Africans. And, no surprise, they don't always agree. The Limitless podcast is supported by the U.S. Department of State and the Scenefire Foundation. When it comes to gay rights on the continent, it's safe to say we're conflicted. In Nigeria, Uganda, Cameroon, Kenya, Tanzania, I could go on, it's illegal. But in South Africa, Cape Verde, Angola, Gabon, being gay is not a crime. There does seem to be an idea that being gay is un-African. So here's the question. Can LGBT rights ever be part of African values? Our first guest is Shiva Akpokli. She's from Togo, like me. She works as a lawyer in Canada. And I asked her about how we can ensure that gay rights are accepted throughout the continent. I think the presumption that LGBT issues aren't African issues skews the debate from the beginning. I would invite Africans to learn about their history and to understand the anthropological evolution of our customs and in our history before taking a position. I would rather say this. Homophobia is not African. Let me explain. The penalization of homosexuality came with colonization and religions which were imported. Before in our society, that diversity was accepted and even sometimes institutionalized. There are many examples, I can cite them, from Charles Gabogo and his book Homosexuality in Africa, in which he speaks of an ethnic group in Angola, the Gangelas, if I'm not mistaken. On reaching adulthood, before marriage rights, men could choose a male partner with whom they would live until marriage. And even after marriage, the homosexual relationship between the two men could continue. It was institutionalized and recognized by society. And in the case of Togo, which is where I come from, there are rites of passage between boyhood and adulthood which include homosexual practices. These serve to prepare boys for becoming an adult or even in preparation for a military career. These rites are meant to make them stronger. I asked her about homophobia. As I said, homophobia is not African. It came with colonialization and religious laws. The African context is more about solidarity, about the group. These are the foundations our society respects. And with the arrival of colonialization and imported laws, suddenly certain types of people weren't welcome in our society. We were caught up in colonial laws, which we still haven't managed to untangle. The 
identity of Africa is one of solidarity. We speak of Ubuntu. I exist because you exist. Exclusion, for one reason or another, isn't really socially accepted. It would be better if we were more interested in our history, not the patriarchal story told to us by other people. Luckily, some countries on the continent are progressively introducing new legislation, Angola, or more recently, Botswana. I asked her what she'd like to say to leaders and politicians. Denying LGBT rights is denying our feminist identity in Africa. Our leaders aren't sufficiently educated on these issues and often get it wrong on questions as simple as the definition of sexual orientation. And so when you're bringing this into the legal domain, people will think that legislating or depenalizing will open the door to same-sex marriage, etc. But the debate is about legal recognition, about acceptance and protection and access to equality for all citizens, independent of issues of sexual orientation. I think that African rights and sexual orientation aren't incompatible. We must stop mixing up what is cultural and what is religious. That would be a good start. But religious leaders are opinion formers, and we must address ourselves to them in order to step away from hate speech and towards more tolerance and acceptance. Next up is Vabene Fiatsi, a trans artist living in Kumasi in southern Ghana. At the moment, the Ghanaian parliament is considering enacting anti-gay legislation. There could be jail sentences of up to 10 years. So, can LGBT rights ever be part of African values? Oh, yes. LGBT... <laughs> I, 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 it's, it's always a funny question to me, actually. Um, because LGBTQ+, uh, has always been part of African value. The question we should rather be asking is, can LGBT rights be removed from African values? because we always own these rights. And that's exactly what the, the bills and many African countries are trying to do, rather to take away the rights that we have always have. Proposed legislation could criminalize homosexuality in Ghana. What impact has it had? Of course, um, the legislature has really affected the way we are treated. And I am not just uh, an LGBTQ person. I'm also an advocate and an activist. So um, the way I am treated is quite different from the way colleagues of mine who are not activists are treated. On the general note, I feel like the legislation has really led to an extreme violence against us. And now even with my landlord and some of the court, um, my, the neighbors around are feeling kind of they they are now affected by how the news is saying and what the parliament is saying because the the bill is determined to even jail people who know of your identity and do not report it or people who know of your identity and accommodate you so your landlord your caretakers are all affected by the bill so i think in a way that is affecting my relationship with some of the people around me but with family it is still um it, it is still not a, a stable relationship it's still the way it has always been that some people are welcoming and some people are very rejecting now that the bill is now there 
some people are basing their violence and abuse and rejection on the bill that because the bill is saying this we are telling you to 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 do this or do that yeah so in that way i think it affects it affects me but on a general note just because of my position as a fighter I do not even pay attention to the things that happen to me as a person, but I pay attention to the things that are happening to uh, the people that I speak for, the people that I am uh, taking care of, the people that I'm, I am fighting for, the people that I even uh, serve as a mentor and an advisor to. So I think the violence that many of these young ones are facing actually become a reason that I am no longer paying attention to the things that I am suffering myself. Do we need to rethink African values? Who? Uh, again, it is, I want to, I would like to emphasize and echo that again and again, that it is a myth that LGBTQI plus is an African. What, what, do we, what do we know and do now as Africa? You know, the, the mob justice, the church, the white Jesus, the very colonial legislature, the parliamentary cultures, the mosque, the abuse of human rights. Are these the ones that we are calling African and saying LGBTQ plus is non-African? Homophobia is the very, the very un-African culture that we have imported from the West through colonialism, and missionary crusades. So Africa, we must understand that it's not a one-man village. Africa is over about 54 countries. And in each country, we have over 100 ethnic groups and unique languages and beautiful traditions and cultures, most of which were tolerant and celebrating LGBTQ persons far long before the coming of the colonial and the missionaries. So it's not about rethinking or restructuring ourselves to be inclusive. It's about fighting the colonial viruses that has infested our cultures, our systems, our governance, and everything. Our third guest is Katlego Kolanyane Kesupili, Botswana's first trans-identifying public figure. So Kat, same question. Do you think LGBT rights can ever be part of African values? I believe that LGBTQIA plus people's rights are already part of African values. The issue is that we haven't spent enough time working to dismantle and detangle the hold that colonial impressions have had on how we have formed what we have called modern Africa or post-colonial Africa. So the language that we use to approach African ideals and African ideologies is the language that came to destruct African ideals and African ideologies. And so folks are then not able to tap into. And again, I don't need us to go back and say, well, it, before colonizers arrived, this is what we did. Because then that requires us to only think of, 
queer folk in colonial or pre-colonial ways. When in fact, uh, if you take, for example, my country, Bolzana, and the, the language that is spoken um, by a large number of people, I won't say the majority, which is Setswana. In Setswana, we have a concept called Botu. In Zulu, many, many international scholars, because again, South Africa being a darling of Africa, uh, many international scholars have tapped into Ubuntu theory and Ubuntu theology. And this is really just a, a, a human rights-esque rubric to say, my well-being is dependent on your well-being, which is also dependent on neither of us doing harm to anyone. So it is mutual respect, it is mutual compassion. And so regardless of who you are, and I constantly say this to folks, is that I've come to believe through study and through experience that all the things that in the West are considered uh, make or break issues in my context or in the contexts of people like me and some people who are not as internationally exposed as I am, if you are not useful to the community unit, that is when you start feeling ostracized. However, if you are useful to the communal unit, if you are contributing to the well-being of the communal unit, then you are seen for what you can give and not who you are. I felt inspired by Vabene, Shiba and Kat and their courage and honesty. LGBT identities and rights have always been part of our African heritage, even if some people will argue otherwise. But we're not looking for simple answers on this podcast. We believe Africa's potential is limitless, but only if we strive for tolerance and mutual respect. I can't help but think of the saying, united we stand, divided we fall. Thanks for tuning in. To find out more, visit www.trueafrica.co slash limitless or follow True Africa on Facebook and Twitter. Join in the conversation using the hashtag Limitless Africa. You've been listening to Limitless. I'm Claude Grinitsky. The Limitless podcast is a production of True Africa. This podcast is made possible with a grant from the U.S. Department of State and the Scene Fire Foundation.